Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli. We are looking at week 42. That's October the 17th, 2022. Pam's going to let us know all about the week. I'll be back with our meditation and um, really rolling into that um, second half, uh, third half, fourth half. Where are we? Where this year is just zooming by. Where are we, Pam? <laughs> they always do. <sighs> okay, so where are we? Well, we are post autumn equinox, way post, and we are approaching the quarter mark, which happens sewing which a lot of people call Halloween, in a couple of weeks. I'll talk more about that later next week. We are at the waning cycle of 2022. So as we do that, we are approaching a season, or we are in a season, I should say, where there's going to be a lot of very fast shifts. So let's talk about the 17th. We'll start there. The 17th, the moon is in the sign of Cancer. And the its approach is going to be in dance dialogue with Pluto uh, by the time we get into the late afternoon. So because of how the moon is traveling, and especially in the morning, especially anyone who has strong aspects between Venus and Moon, there might be a sense of how do I get my needs met and also am able to obtain what I want. And for people born with these challenged uh, positions, it can feel intensified. So if you're triggered in the morning of Monday by a sense of uh, you're not getting the love or the money or the acknowledgement that you deserve, then, as I always say, look at in the mirror, either literally or within yourself. Well, how am I not answering both sides of myself that wants to be acknowledged but also obtain what I want in life. And, and many times, uh, some of us diminish one part of our needs or our desires or what makes us feel comfortable in order. It's like, uh, it's kind of <laughs> a broker with the devil, if you will, a sense of, well, I have to give this up in order to get that. 
And there's some truth to that for people born with certain horoscope pictures, but we don't have to always shortchange ourselves. Oftentimes, and this is the beautiful thing about astrology or any study of self-awareness, is once we get aware of how we almost create situations or feel comfortable in certain situations that kind of repeat patterns, then we can modify, then we can create change. So this might be a morning where there's some modification that takes place for us. I think it's especially keen because with that moon in Cancer, and Venus in Libra, we're being asked to express what we want. Give the other a chance to meet us where we want to be met. But the Cancer moon, especially for people with a lot of water in their horoscope and possibly Earth, is much more comfortable not articulating it, waiting to see if the other actually makes an observation or realizes on their own, oh, I have to acknowledge or recognize or give to whomever. And, you know, sometimes people need to be told. That's simply the truth of it. <laughs> So once we get through this day, which is, uh, I mean, one thing about Pluto, when it's engaged with the moon, we are being asked to acknowledge or articulate or express emotionally what we need to, to really embrace or feel our self-empowerment. And this isn't easy. It's often difficult because we feel like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to press the bruise or uh, feel as though I'm, I'm dealing with something that's really uncomfortable. But for those of us who are able to meet the challenge, this can be a highly uh, informative day. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't engage in a confrontation with someone where, you know, it's like banging your head against the wall. <laughs> and oftentimes it's enough to understand what's going on and store that information for a time when Pamela's telling you the moon is well aspected for... <laughs> <laughs> engaging with or having certain conversations because then we feel more we feel more as though we are driving the car that we are actually we are in control of what an outcome may be and uh, nobody's necessarily in control with outcomes on this particular day so comfort yourself, take care of yourself, be good to your body, eat foods that are good for you. And once the moon goes void, of course, at 4.56 p.m., 
then it's void until early uh, the 18th when it enters the sign of Leo. So the rest of the day, when the moon is void in the sign of Cancer, is a good time to restore yourself, to make peace with things that might emotionally upset you in certain ways and just just coddle yourself. I, I, I often, some of us are masters of self-care and uh, really treating ourselves well and others are, it's like we never even did pre-K with it. So, so self-care is get hugs, self-hugs even, really good. So the moon enters Leo at 12.45 a.m. on Tuesday the 18th. And the thing about this dream period, so the evening of the 17th is we're sleeping until we wake up on the 18th. And I should also say the times I give your Eastern time, so adjust depending on where you are on the planet. So this dream time for people who are in evening time, this is really rich for bringing in wealth, opportunity, possibilities. And you may be thinking, how can I do that when I'm sleeping? And I will answer you brilliantly. Because (laughs) when we are able to wind down, go to sleep in a sense of feeling blessed or bliss state, or I am falling asleep now to restore my body. I am turning my body over to the healing cells that will refresh me. And I am allowing my unconscious to connect and do everything it needs to do to envision possibilities and direct me to things that I don't usually see in the mundane reality that I am comfortable with and create for myself every day. So when we go to sleep with this kind of expectation that our unconscious mind and our our spirit can drift and soar and go where it needs to go, we invite in possibilities. And so when you awaken on the morning of the 18th, you can feel very energized and a sense of uh, potential and feeling inspired and highly creative. This is a very creative couple of days, playful, uh, wanting to do things that engage and, and allow you to demonstrate and appear and perform as your best self. So fire and air sign people will be very, very revved up and charged. And these can be tremendous days for, as I said, inviting in play and getting things into your sphere that are about, let me open up to new things. We're in that shadow of Mars retrograde, which will be coming up in a couple of weeks. I've mentioned that before. 
So it's, I I feel this is setting the stage time, a sense of, let me get things in order for really doing everything I need to do backstage to get ready for the big performance that will happen in uh, a, a few months' time where I'm able to really uh, get into my stride. <clears throat> the Let's see. So that's the 18th and 19th I talked about with that Leo juicy moon. Uh, one thing I want to mention, <clears throat> well, there's two things. On the 19th, there's a picture in the sky between Sun and Pluto. And so early in the morning on the 19th, you want to feel very aligned with your strength. And I can't stress enough how useful it is to get up that morning and do whatever it is that makes you feel very in your body and clear about what it is you want to do on this particular day and to feel as though you're inviting in support and you deserve it. Uh, Support, and when I say that, I mean, you know, auspicious encounters, easy driving, moving around the world or wherever you're going in your day uh, with a sense of, of joy and expectation. And you can absolutely have all that. I, I like to say to myself, because I, I know everybody hears me and I talk very positively. I really am very optimistic and positive, but I've had to work in my life with a lot of inner demons. And I would say that when I encounter a sense of being thwarted or an authority or a a power situation that is injustice or not allowing what I consider to be appropriate flow or what it is that I want to do or see happen for someone else, I can get very intense. So if you're feeling that coming up for you the morning of the 19th or even uh, on the 18th, because some of us will feel this earlier, then don't get in your way with possibilities of um, moving something incrementally or in a way you hadn't seen because you're uh, focused on what's wrong. So that's the important piece here. When I focus on what's wrong, it's difficult for me to see what's right or what can help or make a difference. And so I encourage us to consider that on the, on Tuesday, especially morning of the 19th. <clears throat> and then the other thing about the 19th to mention is a picture in the sky between Venus and Pluto, which can cause us to feel very obsessed or um, almost this magnetic pole. And it it can be for something that's just not a good thing. And so you can hear I'm talking about a lot of kind of power play energy that can occur on the 19th. 
but we can also morph this into like working with something that often is stuck or diminishes our ability to realize or become. And I guess the best example or an example of that I can think of is that let's say um, you're dealing with something physical, like a muscle or something that is just not going where you want it to go and you're working in some sort of therapy or uh, exercise to move it. You, you never want to force it. You never want to rip that tendon. Uh, it's important to ease into it and work with what's in front of you and know that in time, if you keep working it, you will actually change and move it. And that's, that's the energy about the 19th. Highly creative, but not if we get in our way. The moon goes void, of course, on 6.35 a.m., the morning of the 20th. So, again, we've got the evening of the 19th, and certainly the 18th can be uh, cultural, enjoy, fun, glam up for those of you who like to do it, uh, all the things that are real celebration of being alive, childlike play. Once the moon is void, of course, at 6.35 a.m. on the 20th, it doesn't enter Virgo until 12.25 p.m. So pretty much all morning, it's void, of course, in the sign of Leo. It's a great time to follow through with a project already in motion. I wouldn't start anything new at this point in time. But when it enters Virgo, then we're in a really nice groove for that day into Friday and Saturday the 22nd. I'm going to qualify that a bit, but definitely Thursday and Friday for high productivity, therapeutic work, doing things that perfect or make something the best it can be details, uh, going over things that you want really in nice place. Remember, we're in this period where Mercury had been retrograde. Mars is about to go retrograde. So this is an excellent period to be going over things that you want very well positioned uh, before we get into that Mars retrograde coming up. Very useful time. Now, Saturday the 22nd, we still have that Virgo moon operating nicely in the morning. The thing to keep in mind is midday, tempers can be short. And so if you encounter that or you yourself is feeling that, uh, just I, I would just, I can't encourage this enough. I use it myself. It's like, there is enough time. There is absolutely enough time. And what that means to me is 
when I get all wound up or wrapped up that I just don't think there's enough time or I'm not going to be able to meet a deadline or it's not going the way I had in mind or I'm in traffic or whatever is that when I tell myself there's enough time, I'm also reminding myself I am in the time I'm meant to be in. And it may not be going the way, again, that conscious mind had mapped out and planned, but I need to stay where I am or accept where I am or accept that it'll get done as it gets done and it's perfect just the way it is. And when we do that, we tamp down the temperature a bit and you may find you're the one who's impatient or someone else is, but the worst thing when we're around somebody who's impatient or we're wound up or impatient is to kind of spiral off and have other people kind of domino in the same thing. It's, it's not helpful. So the moon goes for it, of course, at 2.17 p.m. Again, as I said, highly productive day as long as we keep that um, frustration element in check, which is, it's, it's really, I would say, get comfortable with it because when Mars is retrograde, truly, we're, we're going to have to get used to delays or things are just not going at the velocity we might like. The moon enters Libra at 9.24 p.m. So it's, it's void, of course, mid-afternoon through that uh, mid-evening point. And in the sign of Virgo, again, high productivity for working through things already in motion, purging, cleaning things up, getting things in order. Uh, really, really great for that. So let's talk about Saturn goes direct at 12.07 a.m. on Sunday the 23rd. Venus enters Scorpio, Sun enters Scorpio. We are in the season of Scorpio. So today on Sunday, the thing that you want to know is that the moon is in the sign of Libra. Saturn has gone direct. We need to do what we must do to take responsibilities for our commitments for the period of time through the end of the year in order to make happen the things that we have set as goals or that we desire to happen before we get into 2023. When Saturn goes direct, there is a reckoning that occurs. It's not necessarily on that day, but over the course of the next few weeks, uh, we will see who is showing up, who's here, and what it is that we need to do to follow through to make certain goals and things happen. So it's, it's a strong day, but it, it I. I think the really the most important thing is to not dodge conversations that maybe you don't necessarily want to have or talk about because 
they aren't going to go away. <laughs> and now I turn it over to Susie. I like the way that you cackle after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like a bit of karma might be blossoming. In yeah, that's speak. Yeah, that's uh, Saturn is Lord Karma. Saturn is Absolutely. Lord Karma. Okay, yes, so maybe we, call we should Saturn Lord Karma. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should talk a little bit in our meditation on karma. Okay, I invite everyone, 10 minutes, just our little 10 minutes here that we have. Find yourself in a nice, comfortable seated position, straight back. If you can, be sitting up nice and straight. It's really not good to do meditations lying down. So if you are, do it another time, sit up nice and straight. And if you can, it's best not to lean on something, but hold your own seat. Be responsible, as Pam is saying. Okay, hold yourself up and just take a few deeper breaths and let us understand very clearly the past is behind us, the future is in front of us, and we have this moment right now to contemplate, to meditate, to be in a peaceful state, to be, let us say, above our emotions, above our to-do list, and just being a witness for a few moments. And just ask yourself, is what you are doing today simply what you've been doing all day today before listening to this, is it actually helping you to get that goal? Is it helping you to prepare for what you want to happen? Is it helping you prepare for tomorrow, the next week, the next year? Are we putting things in place for our future? And we can do these in, in three different ways. We can do it with our body. We can do it with our speech. We can do it with our mind, thinking. So just notice where you are. Are you, are you laying down ground for your happy, productive, spiritual, creative loving future and just for a moment if you can do not do not try very hard not to think of the past whatever has happened has already happened what is in front of you just like when you're driving a car or walking down the street or walking through the forest we are looking at what is in front of us. What is in front of us, we are creating the life in front of us. We are creating the future. We are stepping forward. We're not walking backwards. So in your mind, in your emotional mind, really take care that you are not spending time in the past that you're not holding on to the past, that that life that is behind you is literally behind you. 
And you might say, oh, others remind me of that. But this is you, your life. Do not be enslaved by what has happened yesterday, 10 years ago, or in your childhood. My parents did this and that's why I'm like that or this happened to me or my friends did that or my boss did that or this is all in the past. The past for us, for us as really awake spiritual beings, the past is a series of wonderful lessons, wonderful opportunities for us to learn something, for us to gain command for us to really understand, to deepen into our wisdom, to deepen into our really deep compassion. The past is not etched in stone. The past is not a life sentence. It is up to us right now in this very, very moment to be present here and to know that we are creating our future with what we are doing right now, the actions of our body, the words of our speech, the thoughts of our mind. And what has happened in the past, we can make amends. We can rectify, we can make corrections, we can make good deeds. We can do things to alter what might be so-called karma that has developed from our past actions. So we take care. We take care with our speech. We take care not to alter the truth to tell little fibs or lies. We take care to not involve ourselves with gossip or what is called idle talk by our grandmothers, that we take care not to slander people or use divisive speech, speak ill of people. In our mind, we really work hard to have compassion, to have loving kindness, have thoughts of goodness, have thoughts of openness and understanding. We make sure that we, that we do speak pleasantly, that we do speak nicely, that we also speak meaningfully that we use our time and use our conversation to really express things that are meaningful, that bring joy, that perhaps even bring information and, and help to people. We use our speech to speak honestly, even to express our vulnerability. We use our speech to reconcile, understand and bring peace. We use our mind 
to really understand cause and effect, understanding that everything that is happening to me right now in the world is in my command and I am constantly creating my future by being generous, by being kind, by being humble, by maintaining discipline in all of these, by protecting life, our own life, by protecting the lives of others, by caring for them, nurturing them, by nurturing the plants, the animals, by nurturing Mother Earth, we are doing virtuous actions and they, in turn, will create a really good life ahead of us. So as we recognise that we are the ones creating our future, we are the ones with every word, with every action, with every thought, we are creating our future. And it is the intention that is important. The intention to be here as this loving, kind human being. The intention to help others, the intention to help our planet Earth, to help those that are less fortunate than ourselves, that are struggling and that might be really stuck, to those we reach out in prayer, but we also reach out in our actions and where we can with our words. And as we gently take a few deeper breaths, recognizing this opportunity for ourselves now to create our future. Thank you, Pam, and thank you everyone for joining us. And if I could just take one moment to let everyone know that on Thursday, on the 20th, uh, I am hosting the big program that I work on all year, which is called Forum 2022. And this is the special program that I work with with the Temple of Understanding. And this year the forum has an incredible lineup of people joining us from Dr. Vandana Shiva to the famous Bill McKibben, environmentalist, and it is called Science, Spirituality, Solidarity, Weaving Interconnections for Change. So I hope you can join us. It's at 10 a.m. ET, and you can join us from the templeofunderstanding.org website, and you can register there. So please come and join us as we do interfaith prayers for the earth and also talk with 
numerous scientists and Indigenous world leaders about the ecological crisis and what you and I can do to help restore the health of our planet. Thank you so much, Pam. Thanks, everyone, and hopefully see you on the 20th. Bye. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.